a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to your Utah. This is Taylor Powers here with Ethan Miller bringing you all things on the Wasatch Front. Today, we are going to be talking about abandoned places. Have you ever wanted to go somewhere and just stroll through a place that used to be, you know, maybe lively or, or something exciting, but now it is nothing, just the abandoned structure and everything that's been left behind? There are whole TV shows about that now. Yeah. And so maybe a couple places you could check out in Utah. But first, we're going to be talking about a festival that is going on right here in Sugar House Park. Uh, and that's the Great Salt Lake Fringe Festival. The Fringe Festival. Now, yes. I imagine that when you say fringe, it's not a festival of attaching fringe to things. <laughs> no. Right? It's not, no. A, it's not a festival of putting fringe on your sleeves or fringe on your hats. No. So it's actually it's in its third year in the running. And it's kind of based off of the New Orleans Fringe Festival, which okay. is a a complete, you know, long, multi-day festival exhibiting different types of artists, most, mostly performing art. Okay. And uh, the owner of the Salt Lake Festival, or the, the, you know, the couple that started it here, they saw that. They loved the idea. They uh, kind of started it with the Westminster College, had some students that loved it and ran with it, and... It's been growing year to year how many artists are included, all the different shows that they have, these schedules. They have a live – there's going to be a circus this year of of aerial artists. Awesome. So uh, from the Fringe Festival name, Mm -hmm. I would suspect that – is this kind of a counterculture kind of festival or – It is. It is. Okay, yeah. yeah. It seems like there's going to be – there's a whole array and variety of – shows that you can go to and there's even a kids festival oh cool so it's it's family friendly but there are shows that are not i got it okay so you want to look at the schedule and see what you're interested in right um but they they say it's totally uncensored the artists are in control and they decide where where it takes wow that's cool Mm -hmm. that's really cool yeah and so it's everything from uh you know comedy to skits theater um, dance, drama, poetry. There's going to be everything. I want to. I want to see someone do sword swallowing. Is that a? Oh, is there that is, artistic... there's there's going to be magic there too. Yeah, is, okay. There's magic shows. All right. Well, I would I would expect that right from a yeah. fringe festival. Wouldn't uh-huh. you expect to see kind of something like that? Right. Yeah. Yep. Very there's, cool. I saw magic on there, so Very maybe cool. if you go, you can <laughs> see, see someone swallow a sword. I love it. I love it. So it's, it's it, this is its third year. It's its third year. Yeah. Okay. And some something that I read that I thought I wanted to mention is that. Um, to date, the Fringe Festival has paid out over $50,000 to 300-plus artists, employed over 100 young people as staff and volunteers, and presented the world 
premieres of 50, over 50 original productions that they've cool. created from the artists just mingling and getting to know each other there and creating productions. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's get the details. Where? Uh... So it's already it already has started. It, oh, it started so it's right on now. started on July twenty eighth, um, and it goes until August sixth. And last year it was only uh, last year was eight years or eight days. A uh, year before that it was four days. So this year it's um it's also eight days. Uh, but you can go online to thegreatsaltlakefringe.org and check out their schedule, both the, the full schedule and the kids' schedule, and pick out some so- shows that you want to see, write them down, and head down to, to Sugar House. I love it. Mm-hmm. You know, isn't it interesting how Sugar House has become this Yeah. This place. This total out-of-the-norm of Utah yeah. culture. Uh, the, the, the event itself is at Sugar House Park, did you say? Yeah. Okay, so it's, it's at the park. Uh-huh. Awesome. All right. So thegreatsaltlakefringe.org mm-hmm. is the website. Go and check that out. We're going to grab a quick break here. And when we come back to your Utah, we're going to talk about those abandoned places. Have you ever had the urge? Have you ever seen those shows where they walk through an old factory and you thought, man, that might be kind of cool. Well, there's some places here in Utah where you might be able to do that. We'll talk about one when we come back. My son has this show that he really loves to watch. It's called, I want to say, Mysteries of the Abandoned. That sounds right. Yeah. And it, and what happens is, is these guys go around all over the world and they check out abandoned places. Places that used to be important. Interesting things happen there. And they give the history of it. And they show you what it looks like now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be uh, an abandoned airbase that was on a recent episode, this cool airbase that had been built into this mountain in the former Yugoslavia. And so the planes were parked in the mountain and there was this airplane-shaped sh- uh, cutout that the planes would drive <laughs> through and then they would take off in yeah, this. Got to uh, be a good pilot. Yeah, you kind of drive <laughs> through it and there's like, a, you know, you just slide right out there. Yeah, like they just rammed right through the mountain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like a, <laughs> yeah. Like a plane had punched right <laughs> like through. Like a cartoon. And, you know, it's, it's all been destroyed now. Right. Stuff like that all over the place. And so my son turns to me and he says, Dad, I want to go see a place like this. Are there places like this around here, places that are abandoned? So I did a little bit of research, and I feel like I found something pretty cool. Now, this doesn't get you exactly there to what you'll see on TV. But there actually are a lot of really neat places here in the state of Utah where you can go and you can see some things that are abandoned, that are worn, that used to be important but are now largely forgotten. Mm -hmm. So what I picked out for them was Dell. Dell is a small town, and actually, if you ever drive out to Wendover – you're going to see Dell. It's a collection of abandoned buildings on the south side of I-80, mm-hmm. about 52 miles out of downtown Salt Lake City. And it is it was an old railroad uh, stop. So back in the days of steam engines, the engines would stop there and then they would fill with water. Right? Mm-hmm. You remember mm-hmm. how they do that? They fill yeah, up with the water? Yeah. Which is interesting because Dell actually there was no water at Dell. They had to yeah. they had to pipe it in from like twelve miles away. <laughs> That's the middle of the desert. Yeah, and it you know various things happened. That was in the eighteen hundreds. You know things changed. Whatever, whatever, whatever. And now it's abandoned. Yeah. 
and you can go there and you can check out these old buildings. Now, the buildings that are there now don't date all the way back to the 1850s. Yeah. But they do, or 1880s, but they do date back pretty far. One of them's an old motel and the other's an old uh, cafe. And you can peek in there and see the old furnishings, the old tables, signs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not all in there as if it was. Right, right. You know, it's pretty well trashed. Now, if you go to check this out, enjoy it. But you really have to enjoy it from the outside because there are no trespassing signs on the buildings. So we felt confident enough to go look through the windows and things like that, but we didn't feel confident enough to break in. So right. <laughs> I, I can't tell you for sure who owns it, if anyone owns it, mm-hmm. but we felt like uh, the best thing to do was to abide by the no trespassing signs. Yeah, probably a good call. But it was really neat. And then, of course, just throughout the whole area is just old ruins Yeah, from old cattle operations. Oh. Uh, old mining stuff, old cars, old things, just in that whole just area. Abandoned. Just hanging out out there. That's so crazy. It's really kind of neat. And it's this kind of weird, weather-worn, beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And we really had a fun time. You know, I was thinking, um, I've been to, I mean, the, the Salt Lake, the Great Saltaire. Yeah. I've only been there once, but... To me, even though it's still in use for concerts and it's got the gift shop, it feels so abandoned. Like you're walking through yeah. like the old Titanic or something because yes. you look at pictures of what it used to be and you can just imagine things going on. Yeah. Well, Saltaire, as you know, had has been abandoned at a few times yeah. in its history. It's uh-huh. been totally abandoned and right. then uh, you know, and then picked back up again. All throughout Utah. Uh, we saw the same boom and bust cycle that the other mining regions mm-hmm. across the West did. And so all throughout Utah, we have old mines and we have old ghost towns and things like that. And they're yeah. really neat to see. Yeah. Stay out of the mine shaft <laughs> yeah. and don't steal things and don't vandalize. Yeah. You know, leave things there, enjoy it, and then let other people come and Yeah, exactly. And so mm-hmm. uh, there was not a lot of vandalism there at Dell, I think in part because – it's not really out of the way. It's within sight of the highway. And so I, I think that keeps most of the vandals and stuff away. Right, right. But, yeah, for sure. But it is really neat. There's – once you get uh, – I've seen some abandoned buildings in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. And those ones get really vandalized. Yeah. There's one I was telling you about right um, – Right about what did I say the streets were? Oh yeah, like didn't you say fifth, like Second West and Fifth South or something? Yeah, somewhere around there, and it's a historic site, and it looks like it used to be luxury apartments or something. Interesting. And you can see into the back courtyard. It was this old pool with this rock structure, probably a waterfall. It looks really cool just to see it. Yeah. And imagine what it used to be, uh, but now it's all you know, no trespass passing, government owned. Um, but you yeah. know, you can find those places. All around Utah. Yeah, look them up. You know, check things out. But really, look for places like Dell and you know other ghost towns and things like that. But yeah. treat them, treat them gently. They're very old. Yep, yep. they're very old. <laughs> don't don't ruin it for no, everyone. No, no. So all right, pretty good uh, list for today. I think. Yeah, definitely. Get yeah. out there, take a little drive, and go see some ghost towns. And then, if you've got time, head over to the Fringe Festival, see some local artists perform. And immerse yourself in this counterculture in Sugar House. So, hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you for listening and get out there and enjoy your Utah.